This episode of the Butte Industry Podcast was brought to you by Candela Medical. Science, results, trust. Hello and welcome to the Butte Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Butte Industry, Tamara Reed. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauty Industry. Today, my guest is Sal Daoud of Captive Vision Outdoor and Silly Fish. Often we hear beauty and aesthetic business owners talk about increasing their brand awareness and the need to further their marketing efforts in order to attract new clients into their business and convert bums onto beds. The ultimate question is, how do we do this? A proud husband and father of two, Sal currently works for Venetian Media Group, an independent Australian-owned and operated media agency. Within the group, Sal is national head of sales for their digital performance arm, Silly Fish, and out-of-home arm, Captive Vision Outdoor. Throughout his short sales career, Sal has gained experience working with multinational and international brands across a variety of categories within the sector. As we very much know, the marketing landscape is always shifting, specifically in our industry, and every client touchpoint must work collectively, which we learn about today through executing holistic end-to-end marketing solutions that generate traffic, convert leads, and grow your audience, which all ultimately help build relationships with your clients, something that Sal helps business owners do on a daily basis. Here's Sal and I for Beauty Industry. Sal, welcome to the Beauty Industry Podcast. Uh, It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Um, We start our podcast the same way each week by asking our guests when and how they entered into the beauty and aesthetic industry. However, you come from a marketing and branding space. So I'd love to start with your journey. Uh, Yeah. Um, So I guess I got into you know, the marketing background way back when uh, I left high school. So I studied uh, graphic design for four years and um, and uh, worked at Census Yellow Pages for about 10 years. So I was a graphic designer there, um, then led into the art direction. Uh, but post that, I uh, left the business, was uh, made redundant, uh, given what happened back then. But, um, but yeah, I, I freelanced for about six months, and then uh, a friend of mine who worked at O Media um, gave me an amazing opportunity to start there. And uh, since starting in Out of Home, I, I never looked back. I uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, o Media was an incredible company. Um, and I was there for five and a half years, specialising in luxury brands, automotive, FMCG. Uh, given that I worked in a direct team, uh, my scope of clients was, was so big. I wasn't siloed into a specific category. I worked across all categories. So uh, amazing experience. Uh, And then I transitioned into uh, VMG. I took an amazing opportunity to head up the national uh, out-of-home team. 
Um, and I've been here now for about 10 months and absolutely loving it. Very cool. 10 years in the first role, five and a half in this, in the second. I feel like you're a very loyal person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, look, it's, you know, I, I do, um, I am loyal. And if I'm happy somewhere, then, um, you know, I'll give my absolute best and, um, yeah, uh, stick with the company. Yeah, very cool. So then talk to me about Silly Fish and um, Creative Vision Outdoor. So, uh, yeah, so Silly Fish is the digital performance arm. Um, you know, it's all around SEO, SEM, um, you know, website redevelopment. Uh, but what we hang our hat on is driving results. Uh, so, yeah, we are a digital agency. Uh, we're a very young agency. Uh, but, uh, yeah, sky's the limit given how it's structured within the business. Um, and Captive Vision Outdoor is the out-of-home arm. So we specialise in local area marketing, everything from billboards, train station panels, regional billboards, um, everything from, you know, your, your, you know, when we talk about path of purchase and proximity, you know, our assets are all within these areas, particularly from a local area marketing perspective. Mm. Yes. I think sometimes, um, especially in our industry, the conversations around marketing are, well, you know, is it really going to get me bums on beds? And, you know, if I spend money with marketing or branding, be that local area or, you know, billboards or bus stops or whatever that might be, look at, you know, I think people are concerned about the return on investment. If I spend X, is that absolutely guaranteed to come back into the business? And I've read um, a lot about Silly Fish, and I think that's one of your primary goals is, you know, to get business owners that ROI. Um, so can you just share with us why is it so important to track the return when it does come to marketing? Look, it's, it's often hard to judge, you know, whether allocating a marketing spend will deliver return on investment, especially for those who have been hit hard by the recent times given COVID. But at Silly Fish, I guess that's, that's our commitment. That's what we stand by. Um, it's that, you know, building specialised growth strategies uh, to, to build on what clients have. And look, it's not about getting, you know, bums on, it's not about getting extra likes or followers. And whilst that is a major metric, um, it is about website traffic, conversion, you know, action. That's where we hang our hat. It is, you know, it, it is that conversion piece where, you know, many agencies uh, use cookie cutter approaches. We build specialised strategies for each individual client based on their brand objectives. So, you know, we have a, uh, modeling, uh, uh, a forecast modeling that we used um, with our research and insights team. So I guess that's what differentiates us uh, from the others, that we stand by our commitment to deliver results. Mm, yeah, cool. And I just want to pick up on the word you said there, which is conversion, because I think some people automatically go, okay, well, did they become a customer, a customer of mine? But a lot of the time with marketing and branding, we're also talking about, you know, brand awareness and that lead generation. So in terms of, you know, like tracking conversion, what do you specifically look at? Look, everybody gets, uh, I guess, an idea of their conversions um, that's brought into them every month. Uh, but what people are unaware of is the channel uh, and what's driving this. Um, and with the help of conversion pixels on websites, for example, let's say a Google Analytics tag, um, and this helps uh, when it comes to traffic coming to and from the website. And that's where we can understand their behaviour uh, to the extent of conversions. So based on this data, uh, I guess we optimise to bring the right audience, which is improves the quality of the page, 
Um, and for us, that is the goal that we want to uh, achieve um, based on obviously the brand objective. So it's just uh, attaching and understanding how they're tracking and where they're flowing. Because clients see what this, clients see their conversions, but what, what channel is driving that conversion? And that's what we can uh, identify within our processes. Yes. And I think there would be a lot of people listening to this episode going, A, what the hell is a pixel? <laughs> and um, B, uh, you know, I don't even look at my website enough to understand the analytics and the conversions. And to that, I would say to them, like, don't put another hat on and try and understand all of this. Like, this is why you guys exist because, you know, if they were to be treating and doing their team development and also trying to close the books at the end of the month, and now they're going to learn about pixels and conversions and things like that, you know, it can be very overwhelming. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, our strategists and developers um, work hand in hand with us. I guess they give us uh, the gold, and we then present that to the client. If it ever gets to the granular level, then we just bring the guys out and, you know, present on our behalf or with us to answer those little questions. Because, you know, when you when you explain these things to clients, it, it piques their interest. They want to know, like, how does that work? What is it all about? Particularly as it's their own business. So they want to be across it all. Yeah, absolutely. And that that information is absolutely valuable. I mean, for a business owner to be sitting down and understanding how people are A, landing on their website and then B, when they're landing on their website, how long are they spending on the page? What pages are they looking at? You know, do they click the email button and make an appointment that way or do they click the phone call button and then make an appointment via phone? You know, I think that is so intriguing that perhaps data we just are currently underutilizing. I couldn't agree more. You know, the it's all about transparency these days and understanding, you know, bounce rates, how long they're spending on these websites, uh, where they're coming from, what they're spending most time on. That way we can start to identify what products are working for the clients. For example, uh, if a customer spends, you know, a certain amount of time on a specific product and we understand the trend, well, we know that we can push that or we don't need to push that. Let's focus on something else because that's looking after itself. Mm. So, you know, leaving the out-of-home sector um, and coming into the digital piece, I'm loving the ability to uh, track all this data and have that to present to clients. It's, 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 it's really powerful. Yeah, that's super cool. Now, I believe um, Captive Vision Outdoors also specializes in billboard marketing. And while I'm sure every business would love to have a billboard somewhere hot and have tens of <laughs> thousands of people driving through, is there any kind of qualifying markers that you look at to go, okay, yes, your business would be great on a billboard or no, it wouldn't? Look, there's not much, uh, I guess, restrictions or red tape on billboards. Um, you know, with our business, we can't promote gambling, alcohol and, and religion. Um, look, this is based on, I guess, being close to school zones and, and whatnot. But, you know, without stepping outside of the boundary with specific content, there's pretty much it's open slather. Um, you, you can you can get quite creative and that's why I guess, you know, creative agencies love when above the line is included in campaigns because they can really flex their creative muscle and showcase some amazing work across these major arterials and freeways because, yeah, a, a billboard is a really nice, is a nice to have uh, on a media campaign. Um, it's that that chest beating, you know, uh, 
I, I guess, medium where if you're a CEO or you work for the company and you drive past and you, you, know, you see your name in lights, it's, there's, there's something about that that's pretty special. Um, and having worked at Omedia, um, obviously coming over to Captive, um, you know, clients do love when you take them on a site tour or you're in market and they see it. It's, it's really positive feedback. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I used to um, think, you know, a little bit naively and think a billboard is a billboard is a billboard. But um, I now know that there are quite a few different metrics of billboards. And I want to know from you guys, what do you do differently? You know, so there is obviously different digital billboards. There's just your stagnant billboards. I mean, how do you really captivate a brand and then make it stand out? Because, you know, it's quite a large space. Yeah, look, it's a it's a large space, it's a competitive space, but I guess how we differentiate to the other out of home providers is, you know, we we focus on that that local area. You know, given the recent times with COVID, we're noticing people are staying local. Uh, people shop, live, work, play in their local areas. You know, sadly, uh, traffic isn't what it used to be in the CBD, but we're noticing from recent data that the suburbs and train lines and and local roads are busier than ever. Mm -hmm. So this is where we can, you know, really focus and drive that, drive the awareness piece there. Um, You know, from our train station assets really focuses on frequency and dwell times. You know, people are spending an average of 10 to 12 minutes uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, so this starts to become part of their daily ritual. You know, you get up, you go to the gym, you have the coffee, you go to the station, you see the advertising. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. They do it, you know, if the billboard is there for a month, three months, six months, that becomes part of your morning. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really powerful. And I guess the, the best part is tapping into the mindsets from a.m. to p.m. You know, you can have a different message in the morning when you're getting ready to go to work, you know, you're motivated, you're up and about. But then when you're getting home, you want to focus on what's for dinner, what's happening on the weekend. So you can really tailor the message accordingly. Um, And that's, I guess, the benefit. And look, ultimately, you know, what we also focus on is that that proximity, you know, supporting local businesses, that path of purchase by having, you know, directional ads or um, just, you know, a call to action, going through a drive through McDonald's or, you know, pick up some, you know, some quick takeaway dinner from Coles. Whatever it is, um, you know, we can have that, that, that sticky conversation given that we're so close uh, to the local businesses. Yeah, and I think that makes it a lot easier for uh, smaller or traditional businesses as well because it's not just a Maccas who can have a billboard anywhere and it's going to really apply to all of their locations. I mean, as you're saying, you know, we can kind of target billboards to more local area marketing so that the smaller beauty clinic or day spa or medispa is kind of seen in that space. And as you said, people, now that COVID exists, you know, they are leaving their suburbs less. So that smaller business, actually has more eyeballs which is actually going to land with their current target market yeah couldn't agree more and you know by if you're staying local and you're utilizing our local billboards you're essentially giving your business another shop front yeah. you know so be able to tell whether it's you know a, again a call to action a phone number or website um yeah it just it just creates more trust again within the local market so i feel like there's a great opportunity, particularly for, you know, businesses that we discussed earlier about, you know, getting new people in the door um, or just providing, um, you know, some updates or just, just localised messaging. It's really powerful. 
After the break, Sal shares with us a little secret in getting clients to return to your business and visit again, otherwise known as retention marketing. But first, a word from today's Beauté partner. Community, if you're thinking about machinery and devices and wondering what sets Candela Medical apart, it is their commitment. From the day you become a Candela customer, you experience a true partnership. With the purchase of a Candela device, you receive a three-year service warranty, clinical training for you and your team, as well as access to their comprehensive marketing resources. And as we've been hearing about in today's episode, are absolutely vital for your business. Your success is their success. Find out more at www.candelamedical.com.au. Thank you so much to the team at Candela for making this episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast possible. And now back to Sal. Now, speaking of PowerPool, my mind was absolutely blown when I found out that when you pass by a billboard, you can then receive social and digital marketing to increase your engagement and inquiries. How does this happen? Because I feel like this is <clears throat> alien stuff, which is just <laughs> the coolest thing ever. Yeah, look, it's, it's, a, it's part of our USP, really. Um, uh, you know, having, having silly fish and all the capabilities within digital, then optimising the billboards, uh, we can really start to create, um, you know, multi-touch points. Um, and, yeah, uh, to your point, it's um, it's... It's a first. Uh, not many other out-of-home suppliers can do it. Maybe they can now, but um, but yeah, we build a radius uh, around the billboards. So whenever a client is within that radius, we can shoot them messaging. Um, and then you think about it: if they're seeing the billboard with the same creative, and they're seeing the digital component with the same creative, again, that creates a really nice uh, customer journey. Um, so yeah, whilst whilst they're in the whilst they're in the radius, we can shoot them messages. But the, the best part about this um, is once they jump online, we can capture their data. And then once we have their data, we can shoot the messages inside or outside the radius. So if we want to upsell a product or showcase a new offering, um, or if there's, again, like a, a laser treatment or a free offering, whatever it is, it's the, that data is so rich. We touched on it before uh, around the Google Analytics and the tags and understanding their, the journey of them. We have them here as well. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, you know, coming on board and heading up the cap division uh, vertical was really exciting. But then the opportunity to uh, take over the digital agency and then optimize it both was just a yeah. It was a, an amazing moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like when you talk about something with your friends and then all of a sudden you're scrolling on Facebook and that thing that you've just been speaking about comes up. You're like, how happens, did they know? <laughs> yeah, happens all the time. I, I believe it's, um, I think it's the, uh, when you have your speaker on your phone, they can, mm -hmm. can hear you. I, at least I, I've tested it and it works, but look, we've got hard and fast data that can back this up. Um and it's, uh, it's really exciting, particularly as we, we move forward and, you know, technology gets better and better. This is only going to get even, you know, it's going to go from strength to strength. So it's really exciting for the business. Yeah, yeah. And it makes a lot of sense as well, I guess, because often if you see a billboard or you drive past a bus station or you're out catching the bus or whatever that looks like, 
you kind of see something and you go, okay, I should make a mental note of that. But the reality is you get on the bus, you buy your ticket or, you know, you go through the red, not red light, green light, you know, and you continue driving your car. All good here. We follow by the road rules, Um, you know, but then you forget that messaging. So I guess if you're going to get home or if you get your phone out the next time, you know, once you've got out of the car and that message then pops up on that social media platform, well, then you're prompted again to go, oh yeah, I forgot about that two seconds later now I will actually screenshot it or I'll save it for later. So it just, it's kind of just re-solidifying the message every time. Yeah, it's that buyer's journey. It's just tapping into it multiple times of the day. <clears throat> you know, they say when you see a billboard for the first time, you remember the colours. When you see the billboard for the second time, you start to understand the branding. When you see it the third time, you're hooked. Like you know what it is. And given, you know, the repetition of, the lo- of our local area, like seeing it so often, um, you know, it does the heavy lifting. So when you've got billboard in place and then your digital comes across the top with multiple messaging across Instagram, Facebook, website, Google, it's, it it's becomes quite powerful given that there's so many things talking to you um, without you even knowing. It's all that subliminal play. Yeah, absolutely. I guess for this to be um, successful, you have to target the right area with the right content at the right time. And it's all got to kind of, you know, the stars have to align. How important is the location? And then how do you mathematically pick the perfect spot for that specific business? Yeah, look, it's, I guess it's based on, um, you know, the location of our billboards. We use, um, you know, our long, longitude and latitudes. We, we anchor where the billboard is and then we set up a radius uh, within a limit or within that area. We can work with clients and ask how far they want to stretch it out. So that's really powerful as well. So they have, uh, you know, some control of, of how far they want to go to reach it. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, people within that area, um, you know, if they browse the website, and they jump on the mobile phone, they're seeing the ad again. It's just that that, that journey piece, which is really powerful. So, um, yeah, it's just identifying where it is, where the business is, and we can do a one-kilometre radius or stretch it out even further. Uh, either way, we know we've got a specific catchment area that if people are going through, we're definitely targeting them. Yes, okay. And so I think a question that I'm going to get asked a lot is, how does a client go from seeing a billboard to then getting onto the treatment bed? You know, can you talk to us about that customer journey? Um, I guess for us, it's, you know, understanding the, the consumer needs. So, you know, on digital, we understand the, the queries of the customer and their interest at that specific moment. Uh, we target those queries in the interest uh, across the I guess, the the web page, and then we uh, develop custom messages in the form of ads. Uh, This brings in strong relevance. Um, So, you know, when they're seeing it, they're engaging with it. Um, And if the customer sees their query being addressed, uh, they will inquire, uh, let's say, for about Candela services, for example, whether it's the Pico way or the Nautilus treatment. It's just about capturing, you know, when when they're interested, we can act very, very quickly from a digital perspective. Um, And then underpinned by all that is the billboard uh, awareness piece. So that's where we understand that if they're focusing on local area, we know the billboard is doing the heavy lifting, but if they're searching on Google, uh, we can act really, really quickly given the technology, which takes them, that's how we understand their journey. 
Yeah, very cool. And um, speaking of Google, you guys have partnered with the likes of Google and Facebook and Instagram. And I think that's kind of every business's dream to partner with, you know, these really well um, known household names. How have you done that? And can you share a little bit of your secret sauce with us? Well, I guess, you know, as advertising specialists, you know, we know where the audiences are. Um, That's where we want to play. That's where we want to leverage. And, you know, majority of the customers are on these platforms, Um, particularly this specific market, you know, given beauty, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Um, And I guess it's in our best interest, you know, again, to leverage these offerings to ensure we're creating, you know, what we talked about before, that return on investment. Uh, But what's more impressive is that these platforms are always evolving. You know, they're always changing and you've got to be ahead of the game. Um, And uh, I feel like, you know, with the technology, uh, again, these days, as it gets better with, you know, SEO programmatic or SEM programmatic, we want to be, um, again, ahead of the curve because, um, uh, you know, the landscape is forever changing, the tech is forever changing, and we want to be part of that growth. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think um, a lot of people, when they initially think marketing, they, you know, they think about offshore companies and they go, okay, well, it's cheaper to go offshore than it is specifically here in Australia. Um, what are some benefits to actually engaging a marketing or branding company in Australia? I mean, other than supporting our own locals in our backyard, yeah. um, which yeah. we all want to do. Um, but can you share that with us? For me personally, it's, you know, by having your ear to the ground, you know, understanding our landscape, you know, know, living and breathing, you know, media uh, reflective of the Australian market now, and don't get me wrong, it's, you know, it's always good to cut costs and, you know, to, to, you know, hope that it drives the right results. But, you know, um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a trust element there, um, and, and for us, if you're driving the right results, you know, the client is winning. And uh, if the client is winning, so are we. And I always bang on about, you know, it's not about relationships, it's about partnerships. Um, and given that we uh, understand the current landscape, um, particularly seasonality trends, I think that's really important. Um, I feel like that's the benefit of going local. Um, because, you know, you could be focusing on spring carnival and have a different message than, you know, knowing uh, in Melbourne that our Christmas can be really, really hot, uh, as an example. Um, you know, some international businesses or brands wouldn't know this or, you know, if there's specific events on or festivals or anything along those lines, there's we can tap into that from a social media perspective, whether it's on Instagram, um, getting, you know, um, influencers, whatever it is, it's just, again, having our ear to the ground reflective of the Australian market. Mm, Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm even thinking about, uh, you know, general kind of... what's it called, like stock imagery, you know, and you mentioned there yeah. uh, Christmas being hot in Australia. Well, if you typed in Christmas into these stock images platforms, it would generally come up snowing, you know, and they're drinking eggnog around the fire. And for us, it's just so irrelevant, right? Yeah, spot on. And it's just about understanding, look, Australia is very different, right? We're like, you know, people think of this country as, uh, you know, it's a, a little island so far away, but little do they know it's, you know, it's just a, it's a hot bit of activity and there's lots of amazing things that happen, particularly from, you know, from events perspective, like here in Melbourne, you know, the Grand Prix, the tennis, uh, the, the AFL, um, there's so much happening. And if you're not leveraging those specific, um, you know, events, then, 
because it is all about you know contextual relevance as well it's being relevant and understanding what's happening uh, at the current time to then bolt onto that and tack onto that uh, again we talked about leverage before and that's a perfect way to do it particularly uh, for, for social media yeah yeah I think with regards to marketing a lot of people go oh well it works for fast food chains or events or uh, you know shopping centers and supermarkets can you speak to the benefit of you know, beauty and aesthetics. I mean, utilizing marketing and platforms such as billboards, um, you know, for that purpose. Yeah, look, with with the beauty industry, um, you know, uh, it's a when you think about it and you look at it, it's all about these, you know, beautiful uh, images uh, on billboards. Uh, that natural beauty. It's a really visual medium. Again, you know, billboards can do the heavy lifting for the brand. While Silly Fish can, I guess, find new audiences who are interested in beauty services, um, especially when you think about uh, if they're, you know, on their journey or path of purchase, we can really tap in and, and trigger that. Um, when combining the two, this can really drive lead generation. So again, impact is is a huge benefit uh, given the multi-touch points, but it just adds value to the brand when it's being used across two verticals um, that work hand in hand. So. Silly Fish and, and CBO combined for the beauty network, yeah, I think is, is very powerful. Uh, you know, brand building uh, across billboards and then multiple messaging across digital. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know you need a treatment until you see a message that says, hey, you need a treatment, and then you go, okay, now I'm going to make a booking. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, here at Butte, we are pretty big on re-engaging clients and rather than just new clients, new clients, new clients, and then, you know, not retaining them or, you know, taking them through that entire customer journey and seeing them again and getting incredible results. We love that retention marketing. Um, what are some of your tips for re-engaging with your current clientele? I guess it's, you know, treating clients as, as partners um, and really understanding their business. Um, treating it as your own. Um, I know when I was working on you know, many brands or when I still do, I want to know everything about this business. You know, what keeps them up at night? What makes them tick? Knowing their pressures, understanding their offerings, what their product offerings are and being proactive in suggestions rather than waiting for a brief from the client or hunting new business, uh, as you mentioned. You know, I think once you have this cleared, you can work better to drive results for the business just by understanding what their strategies are, you know, what their objectives are. So I feel like, you know, when you have that trusted advisor status with the client, um, you know, they can engage with us uh, to work across maybe other brands or new campaigns. Um, but yeah, again, it's it just about having that, that trusted advisor status and understanding their business um, and being, I guess, invested in what they're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of invested, we at Butte are pretty invested in our community. I mean, it's the whole thing of our company is based on. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, talking to your community in the sense of, you know, a business may be in Malvern, well, then talking to Malvern and the surrounding suburbs and engaging other local businesses that might be like-minded to you. But I think sometimes our community and our audience really struggles to do that and they don't know how to do that. Um, how can we encourage those business owners to actually advertise locally and then try and engage their community a little bit more? Yeah, I feel like engaging with local uh, clients is essential. Um, 
you know, the, the more you keep them engaged, the longer they'll stay with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the beauty category, I feel like using social space and or emails to provide, let's say, tips uh, about um, health benefits, their skin, uh, you know, things along that nature is a great way to stay relevant uh, with, a, with the local community. Uh, customers appreciate it um, and you can see responses right away in the form of, you know, likes, comments, shares. So also owning that, that social piece as well. Um, the frequency of, of posting and, and sharing posts, um, increased brand awareness uh, again. Um, and then for me, a big one is the, that contextual relevance piece uh, is a big one for, for locals. You know, creating tailored billboards to the area, whether it's ads, messages or posts that speak to locals. Um, you know, if you're using a, a creative billboard and using, you know, the suburb name um, or collaborating with a local business, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, that really adds trust. Um, and, you know, for me, particularly with, you know, the captive vision piece, um, you can essentially own a suburb if you're doing you know, a build, billboard marketing along with digital marketing. I feel like there's a really unique opportunity to, to, to dominate a specific area. Um, you know, and that way you can start to tell a story, you know, start to engage with locals. If your social, um, if your socials are contextual relevant, reflective of the billboard and they're speaking the same message, um, you know, that starts to become uh, quite powerful. Then again, it's all about that trust, right? It's all about that trust, that buying locals, staying local, supporting locals, um, is something that works really well with both uh, the CBO and the silly fish component combined. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone's got a little bit of um, suburb pride, don't we, when we listen to the news and if you hear Clovelly and you're from Clovelly, you're like, oh, hang on, what are they saying about Clovelly? I need to listen to this. You know, it's yeah, quite yeah, funny, it's, isn't it? Yeah, spot on. And, and even billboards is, a yeah, to your point, is a sense of pride and, you know, you, you're part of that community um, you know, you're from the that area. So, yeah, absolutely agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Well, Sal, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. I think, you know, this has really broadened the horizons of a lot of business owners who sometimes may have thought, I don't need to invest in marketing or I'll put it in the too hard basket or, you know, my business could never be on a billboard. There's so many affordability options. And, you know, I just love how creative you guys are at Silly Fish and taking the billboard opportunity and then going on through to digital because we do need to see things and our clients need to see things quite a number of times before it lands so thanks so much for um sharing all of those tips and tricks with us no absolutely it's a it's a pleasure being here and um i hope that uh, uh was you know beneficial um and and helped and uh to all the you know small to medium businesses you know we're here to support you all and you know as we come out of COVID and rebound you know small to medium businesses make up about 60 percent of the gdp uh, it's a huge part of the australian economy and um yeah we'd love to to support and and watch the growth uh, come back in action so thanks tomorrow thanks for having me so much yes in today's episode Often when I speak to business owners in our industry, they put limits on their business around marketing and advertising. And to that, I say, why? Or better yet, why not talk about your business? You do such a fantastic job at treating skin and gaining results through your services by using devices and solutions that help people and literally change their lives through changing their skin. Or if you're in a day spa, then you help lower that stress and anxiety level through the amount of calm you bring. So you should be shouting it out from the rooftops or better yet, plastering that message onto a billboard. 
Silly Fish is a business name that I'm sure will stick with you, but if you want to check them out further, head on over to the gram at Silly Fish Digital. Us, of course, you know where we live by now, but if you don't, we too are over on the gram at Beauté Industry, or you can read through our digital magazine, blogs, even listen to more episodes or shop with us over on the website. Thank you for your time and your ears. As always, without you listening, we would not be here talking. Until next time, stay connected.